welcome back to another new episode of the Balance Factor podcast. If you're new here, my name is Emily. I'm your host and thank you so much for joining me here today to better your health and your well-being. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about an extremely interesting topic, at least to me, and that is all about the health benefits of kombucha. If you don't know what kombucha is, it's a fermented tea and you see it often in the grocery stores. Many people actually drink kombucha, but many don't know what it can actually do to the body and how it can really improve your digestion, your gut health, and your immunity. There's so many benefits to consuming fermented foods in general, and I wanted to discuss this topic with no other than Canada's number one ranked kombucha company, which is Rise Kombucha. So today we are joined by the founder, David Cote, to discuss all of the benefits of kombucha, how it works, how it plays a role in our body, and really how it can significantly impact your digestion. If you've never listened to my podcast before or don't know anything about me, I've suffered from some severe gut issues in the past and really took a long time to overcome them. And specifically, kombucha was one of the things that really, really helped me improve my overall gut health. And so I think so many other people could benefit from from this and whether you don't drink kombucha but you're super into drinking healthier alternatives in terms of carbonated beverages I know there's many of those probiotic sodas that are on the market right now this is all around the same concepts and ideas and so even if you're not into kombucha but you love you know your prebiotic soda or just love carbonated things in general and want to learn more about how you can choose healthier alternatives and why this is definitely the episode for you and before we dive right into this episode we do got to cover our weekly favorite and I thought it would be very suiting to choose kombucha for this week however not just a regular glass of kombucha it is a kombucha cocktail and we will get into this episode all about combining alcohol with kombucha can really help ease the effects of alcohol on your stomach and also help you metabolize it through your liver so we get right into that but in terms of my favorite I love mixing kombucha with either believe it or not some wine it tastes amazing if you want to make like a little spritz adding a little bit of kombucha to your wine so underrated I swear it's amazing and also you know just your regular vodka or tequila adding in some lime juice if it's a ginger kombucha or just adding in some fresh fruit things like that there's so many variations you can do of kombucha and honestly it tastes amazing with alcohol so We'll dive more into how that all works in this episode. And with that said, let's get into it. So please welcome to the show, the founder of Rise Kombucha, David Cote. Hey, David, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's so lovely to have you. My pleasure, Emily. Good to be here. Yeah, and I just, I'm so excited to talk all about Rise Kombucha. You know, you see it in every grocery store nowadays. Um, kombucha has just boomed in the market and become so popular. So why don't we start off by talking about your story and how Rise began and really why kombucha? <laughs> For sure. Well, I was, uh, I've always been a health freak, you know, and I was a, I was a social environmentalist also before and I left home at 16 years old and I traveled for eight years. 
So for eight years, I wasn't in Canada. I just traveled the world and I called my parents every year and told them I will go to university. But next year, I will always skip it. And it lasted for eight years. Uh, and I lived in Hawaii. The full last year, I lived in Hawaii, uh, where I discovered raw vegan food and kombucha. And I fell in love with it. You know, and I, I never thought I would actually live anywhere else in Hawaii. Once I set roots in Hawaii, I thought I would live there for the rest of my life. Uh, but I was so passionate about living food and raw food and, and you know, health in general that I wanted to share it to the world. And Hawaii is a place where everybody knows about this. And I wanted to mm -hmm. come back to Canada, Montreal specifically, where I felt, you know, people will actually gain from having some knowledge about, you know, raw, raw living food and kombucha. So I came here in the middle of winter. It was a disaster. And I went to see a banker. And I asked that I asked three hundred thousand dollar because I wanted to open a vegan raw food restaurant, and she said no. Of course, I had no money, and she was like, "Who are you with your dreadlocks?" I was a freak at that time, and uh, but I still, you know, I was very motivated. So I started catering from my apartment. So I was making like vegan food from my apartment in the kitchen and delivering with my bicycle in a cooler, and kombucha in a mason jar that I was literally making in a mason jar. Uh, and a friend of mine that I met in Hawaii actually started doing couch surfing at my home and we started helping me out and we created that business. And it was, at first it was called uh, Cru de Sens, which was a, was basically a, a, our restaurant vegan catering name. And we were, we were making kombucha basically in the kitchen, in the cupboard really. And slowly but surely I've realized that the kombucha was making more money than the restoration. And, you know, and it was easier to make and the margins were better and people were just addicted to it. It just really worked. Right. So, so I split it both businesses. So I had the cutest house business on one side. You know, that's if I fast forward the story, eight years later, I had 120 employee, nine restaurants, a catering service, a cooking school, a living school academy, and then Rice Kombucha that we rebranded on the other side with 75 employees and making about 25,000 bottles every single day, seven days a week. That was wow. that was eight years later. So I went from having no idea about entrepreneurship, no money in my pockets at all, and to having a total of 200 employees, basically, and uh, and two businesses. <clears throat> and that's, wow. that's the fast forward. That's how I've discovered about Kamucha. That's cra it's crazy to see how things can just take such a big turn like that and evolve into what they are. And I'm, I'm curious to know, so you got... You brought Kombucha over and based in Montreal. Why do you think it became so popular and people gravitated towards it? I think I'll our school because we were giving raw foods uh, like teachings and and there was cooking class or uncooking class as we call them and and we be, we kind of became kind of famous in Montreal for the vegan freaks you know the the <laughs> ones because it was a new trend nobody heard about it at that time yeah. and, and it was the raw food scene was very huge in the US so we just brought it in Canada right I didn't invent anything kombucha was already something in the US there was one company that was doing pretty well and there was raw vegan restaurant everywhere and Montreal and Canada was just ripe for it right basically the new trends in the U.S. always come here about six seven years later and yeah. so this was a good time so it was kind of you know the soil was fertile for this new innovation and uh so kombucha was just you know people wanted to have a, a we 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 don't want to kind of give away the, the 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 fun and the flavor and the sparkling and the sugar but we do want to eat healthy, right? But mm -hmm. we, 
you want to indulge, but we don't really want to sacrifice on taste or anything. And kombucha is kind of the is the best alternative to pop drink and soda, right? And and there was no alternative beverage category in that time, right? There was soda, and that's it, right? And water, was and and iced tea, and that was about it, right? So there was nothing really good for you at that time. So kombucha was kind of the perfect perfect product for for a new trend really but we had to create that category right it, it wasn't known so I had to educate so much about kombucha before it actually became something big yeah for sure and i was just about to say i don't even remember when i started drinking or even knew about kombucha but it wasn't even for i think probably like eight years ago not even maybe like six um but all of a sudden it was like this drink you saw in the grocery store and you're like oh uh, that looks cool so kombucha, if anyone who's listening and has no idea actually what it is, because, you know, we see it in the grocery store and it's a healthier alternative, but what actually is it? So kombucha, a lot of people think it's a mushroom. It's not. Let's break this <laughs> myth right away. Kombucha is not a mushroom. It's already less disgusting when you say it like this. Yeah. Uh, kombucha is, a, is basically bacteria and yeast working together in a symbiosis, a very complex fermentation of tea and sugar. So if you think about fermentation, you think about beer, you can think about wine, you can think about yogurt, you can think about sauerkraut, even chocolate is actually fermented. Uh, even coffee is actually, there's some fermentation in the coffee beans happening. So there's a lot of fermented product out there. Bread is fermented. Kombucha is the same thing. It's a fermentation, just like yogurt or beer. Instead of using uh, uh, barley for beer or dairy for yogurt, it's using a sweet tea. That's it. It's that simple. So we would use tea. It can be green or black tea or white with sugar. And we add yeast and bacteria uh, or the mother or the symbiosis of kombucha. And this will digest the sugar and make it bubbly, acidic, tasty, and full of organisms that's good for you. So cool. And so compared to alcohol, the fermentation process, why is it with kombucha that there's no alcohol or an alcoholic part to it well if there's if you have a natural fermentation and you have carbonation at the same times you will have alcohol just so it's a bit like there's no smoke without mm -hmm. fire well there's no bubble without alcohol unless we added bubbles right but any kombucha out there that doesn't make carbonated in the bottle and there's al there's bubbles in it it means there's alcohol in it because the yeast that makes bubbles is the same yeast that makes alcohol Right, so there's a specific yeast that digests sugar, and the byproduct of eating sugar will make alcohol and carbonation. You know, so if there is carbonation, there is alcohol. So that's why when we started a company, we didn't know, right? We had no idea. I wasn't really educated about it, and we were selling kombucha that was probably 1.5, 2% of alcohol on the on the shelf because we like it bubbly, right? Yeah. And so, and we didn't know, so there was no warning on our bottles. We were just selling this free in the market. But in Canada, if anything is over 0.9% of alcohol, you need to write it down. So we were kind of illegal at that time, but nobody knew really. And how did you pull it back to be less, um, like a smaller percentage? Did you just reduce the carbonation process? It took us a while, right? Because because you want to keep, because here's the thing is that a little bit of alcohol in a product will make it taste really good, right? Mm -hmm. And it will create natural from natural fizziness, which we want, natural carbonation. Right. So it took us a little while to actually bring it down. We we had a, a red flag in the US. GT is the biggest kombucha company out there. It was you probably know Lindsay Lohan. She had a bracelet, you know, that actually 
reacts when she has alcohol in the blood and she only had kombucha and her bracelet reacted. It did a big thing. And then, and then the FDA went into this and they, they told GTs that they needed to withdraw. So they had to withdraw and, and basically recall all of their kombucha nationally. It cost them probably a hundred and something million dollars just to do that. Wow. It was a full moment for them, uh, but it was a big alarm for the old, for the old grocery industry. Everybody was like, Oh my God, kombucha has alcohol in it. What are we doing? We already knew it was like this. So at Rise, we already took our steps to make sure our kombucha was under 0.5. But it took us a good year to actually make it good, right? So there was this moment when we discovered there was alcohol, that our kombucha wasn't as good for a few months because we were trying to make it less alcoholic, but there was no bubble at first, not enough. Uh, and, and it was missing that alcohol taste. So Right now, our process, I cannot tell you all of the process because it's yeah. a little bit of science and I don't want to tell all of my all of my competitors the secret because we all have a different technique. Yeah. But I can say that we we do a, a, a small version of fermented kombucha that lasts way less time and a very long version of kombucha that makes vinegar. And really, you know, when you go when you look at ancient traditions and where kombucha comes from, from you know, you know, old China, it wasn't called it wasn't even called China at that time when kombucha was born. Uh, the the old kombucha culture was made by with vinegar. It wasn't really a sweet, sugary kombucha with bubble. It was a vinegar, very potent, a bit like an apple cider vinegar, let's say. So this was the kombucha at that time, right? So we're working with these kinds of vinegars, and we're working with a slower small more smaller fermentation and we add carbonation right because if our kombucha was this fizzy without carbonation it will be two percent alcohol it would be illegal i was gonna ask if you add carbonation because i've always wondered that when you even when you open the bottle sometimes they can explode a little bit and i was gonna say how is that possible <laughs> well, i like my kombucha with some booze in it so i take my rice and i leave it on the counter for a good two three days then the alcohol content goes up because we at least still leave sugar in the bottle, right? So there's still sugar yeah. that you can actually digest. And that actually makes it a little stiff, you know? And then I put it back in the fridge and then it becomes probably 1.1, 1.2, a bit more carbonated. And I like it like this. Wow, it's a trick. I did not know that. Well, Very for you, cool. well, you make it at home. So for you to have more carbonation, the trick is simple. is to just make sure your cap is really sealed and make sure that you don't ferment it. Before you seal it, make sure you don't ferment it until it, there's no sugar left, until it's a vinegar. If there's still sugar in there, you seal it well, you leave it room temperature, and you wait a few days, and then the alcohol content is going to go up, for sure. I've, I've done that before, and it's definitely exploded a little bit. So <laughs> They will explode, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely on my parents, too, and it went all over the kitchen. Well, my first... The first time we made kombucha, we were doing catering, right? With that vegan restaurant. And it wasn't a restaurant at that time. And our first catering, we bought these four liter jar, glass jar in the fridge of that lady. She was our first customer and the jar exploded all over her fridge. Oh no. Oh, it's and so it's bad. sticky too. First gig. <laughs> first gig. Felt so bad. Anyway. Oh my goodness. So a bit more into the health benefits of kombucha. Um, yeah. You know, we often see people, you know, it's a healthier alternative, but we see things on the market that are high in probiotics, gut health, that's very trendy and, you know, hot in the market right now. But 
where does kombucha kind of play a role in all of that and how does it actually benefit our health? And I know there's also a lot of science to show that the more you consume it, the better the effects can be. So if you could kind of just run us through how that, that all works with kombucha. For sure. There's many things. First of all, kombucha is tea. So right away, we can already put in there all the, the benefits from the tea, right? If you have mm -hmm. tea, you have antioxidant, you have polyphenols, you have a few really strong antioxidants that you get there right away. You have caffeine also that comes from the tea, that which is an energizer. There's not, not everybody agrees that it's healthy. So caffeine is kind of in the blurry zone. So let's keep it there. And then in kombucha, then you have microorganisms, right? So you have yeast and you have bacteria. You have probiotic, basically. And it's really a symbiosis of both. It's lactic probiotic, just like the ones in yogurt, really. So you have those that will actually help you digest better. Why it helps you digest better? It's simple. It's because it's going to populate your whole uh, lining of your intestine, really, and mm -hmm. help, you know, help your already existing flora digest better by just being there, right? Because you, because you have bad bacteria and you have good bacteria in your digestive flora and probiotic will not, a lot of people think that probiotic will actually start living in you and stay there. A probiotic will live in you, but just for a few days, really, 24 to 48 hours. After this, it just goes away. But during that 24, 48 hours, it will digest sugar. It will also create the right pH because it's a, a, a LT microorganism. It will kill the bacteria and the bad microorganism. And so, so support your own bacteria that's in there, that's there digesting all the food. Because when you think about it, you know, your, your digestive system it's going to be weird what I say, but your digestive system is not really inside you, right? We call it the light in, in biology, but from your mouth to the other side, to your anus. It's the open it, end throughout the body. It's a yes. tube, right? It's like a donut. If you put your finger in the hole of the donut, your finger is not in the donut. It's not in the dough. It's yes. in, the, in the void, right? You agree with me. So your your digestive tube needs to have really good bacteria to break down the food, right? When you're, when you're eating food, you're not what you eat. You are what you digest. And there's a big difference between both, right? Because not everybody digests really well because most of people don't have a good digestive flora. So that food that we eat is not broke down enough in small pieces so that it can actually go through your, your intestine and goes through your, your, your blood, basically. So that's what, so you need good bacteria to break everything down. That's mm -hmm. in my French. Sorry, my French, but that's how I explain it. I hope it makes sense for all the English speaker out there. Uh, so, so kombucha will actually help your probiotic to actually, you know, get a better living organism in your, in your digestive tract. That's for sure. Will help you with your vitamin K, K also. Uh, it will help with uh, some, some say there's B12 in it. Nobody really agrees with it. So, and, and every test in the lab says that there's B12, but some people say that it's B12 that is not the right B12. So I don't want to get into this. So the B12 and the caffeine, we can set aside for people who believe it. But the probiotic and the antioxidant are for real. And then what probiotic does, it, it increases your immune system. Because as mm -hmm. soon as your digestive system is better, that's actually your immune system. If your digestive flora is not working well, your immune system goes right down, right? So it, it's it's absolutely linked. So that's the main, main benefits. It's, it's these ones for sure. And then you have gluconic acid. And glucuronic acids are very good for your liver also. So it helps you digest alcohol better. So if you make your kombucha with booze, it will help you digest your booze better. I do that. Yeah, I, um, I'm i very sensitive to alcohol. So for a lot of my 
since I was 18, I've always mixed my booze with kombucha and it makes a huge difference for me. Yeah. Exactly. No, it works. Like it really works. You can have way more many drinks if you mix them with kombucha. Yeah. And it just, it just sits better in my gut. Like I just overall, and it's, it's true to say that, you know, with the whole open end of our digestive tract, our first line of defense is our microbiome. So when we start improving that, our overall health is going to get better, which is just so vital and important. So with drinking kombucha, is it important that it's consumed regularly to further enhance the microbiome versus just like consuming it every so often? Well, like any probiotic that you take, no matter if it's a pharmacy probiotic or BioK, it's a brand that most of people know now, or any probiotic, dried or fresh, whatever, they will always stay in you for between 12 to 48 hours. That's mm -hmm. the amount of time the probiotic will actually be active in your in your body before being eliminated. So it's safe to say that if you drink kombucha or take any other kind of probiotic, it's good to take it at least every couple of days, right? To actually get a constant benefit from it. And does it matter what time of day it's consumed, whether you have an empty stomach or a full stomach? Not, not really, you know? I mean, anything, that's a... The rule of thumb is that no matter what you take when you're on empty stomach will work better, right? Mm -hmm. so if you take caffeine on an empty stomach, you're going to get high more than if you take caffeine when when you ate, right? Just because everything goes in your blood faster. It's all about what how fast it goes in your blood, right? And when you start digesting food, there's a lot of blood that goes into digestive uh, digestion. So it doesn't goes into your bloodstream as fast, right? So... Mm -hmm. All about you know anything you eat before before on an empty stomach basically is going to be stronger so if you take wheatgrass juice or turmeric shots or ginger shot or probiotic or whatever is your medicine you better take it on an empty stomach right except that kombucha the way we created it at rise anyway we really made it as a, an alternative to pop drink so i drink kombucha when i eat right because i like to have a sparkling thing when i'm eating something so I crave kombucha whenever I have a meal. So that's when I actually take it. Mm -hmm. So interesting. It's crazy to see how much what we consume can really make an impact on us. And I, I even know for myself, when I went through a big shift in my gut health, kombucha made a significant, significant difference in my my health and getting me back to where I was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It will do that because it's it's... You know, we're, we're surprised, as you say, but at the same time, when you think about it, there's not much we can do for it. It's very basic, right? There's sleep, there's what we eat, and there's activity, right? Exercise. And that's the tree. That's that's the tree thing, right? If you focus a little bit on, on the tree of them, you'll be good for the rest of your life. Of course. That's simple. Course. And... <laughs> And how does kombucha differ? Well, I, I think I know the answer, but people listening might not know. Compared to, we see a lot of now on the market coming out with these probiotic sodas. And yeah. so like Olipop, Poppy, all of these kind of things. And I actually think Rise is coming out with your own version of this, correct? Yeah, well, there's there's prebiotic soda, which is the ones that you just named. And there's probiotic soda. So there's two of them, right? Probiotic soda is the same concept in kombucha. Actually, at Loop, because I also do Loop Mission, we just launched a probiotic soda, and it's, it's basically a soda with cold-pressed juice and probiotic that we add in it, right? So that's, okay. it's like a kombucha, but for all the people that don't like the fermented part of the kombucha, 
it's just it's just easier to drink, right? So there's this, and then there's the all this new trend, which is prebiotic soda, uh, which are very low sugar soda, really, where we put polysaccharides, or basically a prebiotic is a polysaccharide. It's a long chain of sugar of of, of you know glucose, but in a longer chain. And the chain is so long that you don't really have the enzymes to digest it, right? So it will never go into your liver as as glucose and, and and glycogen, which is the what your liver makes energy out of sugar. It will actually feed your probiotic, right? So prebiotic is food for your probiotic. It's basically sugars that will be eaten by the bacteria living inside you and your digestive tract and, and feed them so that they stay longer. So if you combine probiotic and then give them inulin, for example, which is a long sugar chain, which is a prebiotic, then your probiotic will live longer inside you, right? And it will also it will also feed your own digestive flora, right? Your own living organisms that live inside you, so that they're stronger. So it's so see it as kind of giving you know spinach to Popeye. So you're you're you know you're if you have a healthy digestive flora, you want to give them spinach so they're healthy and strong, and they kill all the harmful bacteria, and that's prebiotic, which is very cool chain of sugar. So is Rise coming out with their own prebiotic sodas now? This month. It's a good timing to do this podcast. Uh, totally. You didn't know, but yeah, we're launching. It's called Rise Better Soda as the name. So it's just Rise. It's by Rise and it's called Better Soda. And it's a two gram, uh, two gram soda. Just like a, it looks like a can of Coca-Cola, really. And we have a cola. We have an orange one and we have a lime one. And it's, uh, and it's with prebiotics. So it's fibers that we put in. So there's about four gram of fiber per can, if I don't mistake it. Yeah. So I, I've noticed that the fiber content in those sodas is quite high. Yeah, exactly. So it's soluble fiber, right? That that's just in the liquid. You don't see it, but it's, that's what the that's what the sugar is. It's a long chain of sugar that you don't see vis like visually, but that will not be digested. The won't go inside you. That's why the sugar content is low, but it will basically feed your bacteria. So cool. It's just so interesting to me how a beverage can just do so much in your body. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's insane. It's insane. Think about coffee. Coffee is a beverage that does a lot to the body. Like it's it's totally crazy. Like caffeine, it's so intense, right? It's it's such an amazing drug. I love it and I hate it at the same time, you know, because it's not it's not something I take every day, but when I take it, I because I don't take it every day, I see how potent it is, right? And the change it does on, on concentration and creativity. And so when you think about caffeine, everything else is like this, right? Everything we ingest will actually have an effect on us. We just have to be aware of it. Of course, yeah. And kombucha is made from tea. So I was going to ask you, Is I know sometimes there can be a caffeine content. Is there enough to give you that like shift in energy where it would keep you up at night if you were to consume it? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, not if, some people drink coffee at night and it doesn't do anything to them. Right. So there's really there's really different type of metabolism that really don't react the same way at all to caffeine. Like some people have not the same effect from caffeine at all. And and, and no scientists really know why. Right. It's it's very it's it's very blurry still why does people react so much and why some people can drink two coffee before being to going to bed and it's like if they didn't have anything right so mm -hmm. so it really you need to know yourself for sure but i personally if i drink a kombucha at night 
it's going to take me a little bit, a little while before falling asleep, right? It's going to keep me awake. There's about, I'll say in a kombucha and a, you know, in a rice bottle anyway, there's about 60 milligram of caffeine, right? Which is about, it's about 70% of a, of a filtered coffee, right? Oh. So it, okay. there's caffeine in it, right? It's just, it doesn't have the same effect, right? Because caffeine from tea as it, it, the infusion of tea it doesn't have the same effect than caffeine from coffee, right? You won't have the, the jitters. You won't have this big glow after. It's, the effect is very different, uh, but but there's still caffeine. It's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because my um, my dad would drink my kombucha and he would often say he couldn't fall asleep at night. And I was like, oh, there's not enough caffeine to keep you up. But he's probably yeah. listening to this being like, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah. anyways so to kind of wrap things up here you've gone through a big journey in developing this company and you know coming out on the market with these amazing products to anyone listening who's you know looking to find their way and continue to persevere through all the challenges through your experience what is the best piece of advice you could give to them well, that's a big one, Emily. I know. I just kind of threw that one at you. <laughs> wow. So I think the best piece of advice I can give someone is to take a big breath and relax because we're all going to die. All of us, right? All of us. And and it's not a competition. So, and it's to ask ourselves really, because I, I find, I find that when I, when I talk to a lot of people around, it seems like a lot of people don't really know their purpose anymore, right? We're kind of lost. You know, because there's all these social media, there's all these people. Seems like on social media, everybody's having the time of their life, right? Everybody's perfect. Everybody's having such a good time. And then we're, and then there's, there's us on the other side of the screen saying like, oh, am I having a good time like this? I don't feel like I do. And what do I need to do to, to be there? Right. And so I think the first thing is to watch a bit less social media and to really ask ourselves, what's our purpose? Cause we all have one. We all have a purpose, right? We all, we're, there's all, we all, have, we are all passionate about something. Right, and if we don't know what we're passionate about, it's to find that and to explore, travel the world, see what you're passionate about. And once you're passionate about something, then you make the, you can transform this into your life and make sure that this passion takes more room into your life. That's what I find. You know, I I didn't want to have a business. That wasn't the plan. Right, I wasn't passionate about having a business. I was passionate about raw food and health. And I started a business out of it because I wanted to live into this every day. And I wanted to, I wanted to share it to the world, right? And mm-hmm. after eight years, I was kind of bored of it. I felt like my mission was done. And then someone called me about food waste. And then I got passionate about food waste. And then I, I started Loop Mission, which is a you know a circular economy and a food waste reduction project. And so now I'm not at, as much at the rise anymore, but I'm still on the board. Uh, but I started this on the other side, right? So I... Yeah. So, so I never really wonder what I need to do. I just look at what I'm passionate about and I transform this passion into my life. And that's the biggest advice I can give anyone. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it goes to say that, you know, we hear often when you follow your passions, you, one, you are the most happiest version of yourself and also you see success out of it. And I think you're totally right with the social media. We all get inundated on what other people are doing. And there's just so much information being thrown at us that it's like we don't even know what we're doing ourselves. And so that ties us away from really what who we are at heart, which is just so valid to what you said. Exactly. 
Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, just to kind of give everyone some info on where they can find you, Rise Kombucha, um, also your new product launching. Give us the details. Yeah, totally. So risekombucha.com, we're in every single grocery store in Canada. So you can find us in the shelf. Uh, we're sometimes in the produce sections, most time in the dairy section. But, you know, the kombucha section now is big, right? We were the first ones out there, but now there's a lot out there. We're still in the number one. We still have the most, That's and that's true, we still have the most uh, probiotic in a bottle for any kombucha given on any store, right? So we have about 5 million uh, 5 billion probiotic per bottle, which is the highest that you can find actually anywhere in any kombucha out there in the market. So we're very proud about that. And our new project is uh, Rise Better Soda. This will be on the shelf soon. So you won't see it now, now, but you'll start seeing it unfold in, in Loblaws, Sobeys, Longos, all these places. Longos is actually strong in Toronto, so you'll find it there. And uh, yeah, and then Loop Mission is our circular economy project. So we save produce and we transform it into a new a new product, which is, which is cold press juice. So that's a new project I'm also doing. So that's for another podcast one day. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Okay, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I really hope you learned something and start drinking some more kombucha because guys, you heard it there. Go drink it if you got digestive issues or you want to improve your health. There are so many, so many benefits. So make sure to check out my page. Everything is at Balance Factor. Leave a rating and review for this podcast. It really helps support the show. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next Wednesday for another new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.